Welcome to the Conscious Health Podcast. My name is Dr. Sylvia. I'm a lifestyle medicine physician, coach, and conscious leader. Each episode is created to inspire and empower you to become the most incredible version of yourself. And it starts with health. I will share with you the lifestyle habits, insights, and advice that are going to take you to your next level from nutrition and fitness to mindset shifts and spiritual tools. So honored to have you here with me. Let's begin. Hi, gorgeous souls. Welcome back to the Conscious Health Podcast. This is Dr. Sylvia MD, and this episode is going to be a good one. Are you guys ready? Because what I've gathered is the top five questions that I get from my patients and my coaching clients who want to go plant-based or vegan, and I'm going to answer them for you in this episode. So welcome back. Today's going to be a solo episode where I'm going to be sharing the answers to these questions. But just so you guys know, I plan to have uh, other people join in for future episodes and we're going to be doing some longer form interviews. So if you guys have any ideas for who you want me to interview, let me know. Let's connect on Instagram. My handle is at drdr.sylvia, S-I-L-V-I-A dot M-D. That's at doctor.sylvia.md. I would love to connect with you. DM, just say hi. I just love connecting with you guys so much. So let's get right into it. So these are the five questions that I get, and then I'm going to be sharing the answers. So in working with um, lifestyle medicine consults, so people that come to me for either personal health coaching or that come for an extensive lifestyle medicine consultation and also working with my patients over the last 10 years, the top five are this. Number one, if you're thinking about going plant-based or vegan, where do I get my protein? I can't even tell you how many times I've heard this question, so we're gonna be answering that. Number two, if you go plant-based, where do you get your iron and will you become iron deficient and get anemia? This is a common myth that I'm going to bust. So get ready for that one. Number three, what the heck do I eat? Am I going to be just eating salads all day? No, (laughs) we're going to get into that soon. Number four, what about my vitamins? Okay, I know many people are worried about what supplements or vitamins they should take, especially when shifting their diets. So we're going to cover that. And then number five is how to make it a lifestyle and not a diet. So how to make these changes that you're implementing in your life sustainable. And that's the key. The key word here is sustainable because you don't want to be doing some yo-yo diet or some detox where you're putting your body through you know, excessive dietary changes for a short period of time, but then going back to your old habits because that, you know, that's just circular and that's not going to help you in the long run. So making it sustainable is key. All right, guys. So if you're listening to this episode and you're feeling inspired, please share this episode with someone you love and post it on social media and please tag me 
Also click subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now so you can stay up to date with all future episodes. All right, let us dive right in. So numero uno, where to get your protein? So if you're going towards a more plant-based lifestyle, whether you are like plant curious, you're leaning in, or you want to go all out, whole foods, plant-based, where you get your protein is a question that comes up a lot. So this is the thing, you guys. Do you know what most North Americans are deficient in? Can anybody guess? It is not protein. It's fiber. Fiber, fiber, fiber. Something like 95% of North Americans are deficient in fiber. It's crazy. Where do we get fiber? Plants. Okay, only plants have fiber. Animal products do not have fiber. Now, where do we get our protein? Also plants. Guess what? Plants have protein too, right? So this is so crazy. But when I was growing up, and I think this is part of our conditioning and the marketing that's out there and all of it, but I literally thought that the only way I could get iron, the only way that I can get protein is from eating meat. That's it. So like when I was growing up, I made sure to have chicken or beef. Um, I wasn't really a big beef fan, but like chicken was always on my plate. Um, you know, salmon, fish, these types of things. And I remember my my mom even saying, I mean, I, I love my mom and um, I'm going to be talking about her more probably in the upcoming podcast. But I remember her saying, because this is how she grew up, is like, if you want to get quote unquote good fat, you're going to be eating, um, you know, animal products. If you want to get iron, you've got to be eating red meat. Um, if you want to get protein, protein is found in meat products. So I am here to tell you, and this was a shock to me too, you guys, no, you do not need meat to get your protein. Um, just like you don't need meat to get iron. Um, I'm going to touch on iron next, but let's go back to the protein. So where do you get your protein from? I'm going to give you guys some incredible sources of plant-based protein you can start incorporating into your diet today. So you guys ready? (laughs) Some of my absolute favorites are lentils. We have red lentils. We have green lentils. You can get sprouted lentils. Lentils are so quick and easy. They really literally in 15 or 20 minutes, you can cook them into a stew. You can sprinkle them into a salad. They're a really good source of protein. Beans are really good too, um, but lentils and beans, like these are things that we should be having in our diet pretty much on the daily and which I love to incorporate as much as I can. Another good source of protein are peas. There's actually protein in peas like you'd never think, right? Um, Another incredible source are soy-based products. So a lot of people are, you know, nervous about soy. But guys, don't be nervous. The research shows that soy is very, very healthful. And the types of soy I like to eat are tofu and um, sometimes tempeh, which is the fermented uh, soy. And then we've got the whole food soy, which is edamame. So these are like the immature soybeans in their shells, or you can get them unshelled. But you can buy these frozen in your um, frozen section in your grocery store and they cook up in, I'm telling you, they cook up in like three minutes. 
pop them on a salad, eat them as a side, whatever. Like they're such a good source of protein. Then we've got seeds. So chia seeds and hemp seeds, I love to use those as protein sources um, pretty much every day. Quinoa is a great uh, whole, whole grain source of protein. Sprouted whole grain bread. So that's good. Like I have that with avocado toast sometimes and um, even nutritional yeast. And for those of you guys that don't know what noosh is, noosh is like the plant-based or vegan fairy dust. I literally feel like I sprinkle it on everything. I sprinkle it on like my avocado toasts. I add it to stews. I'll use it as a topping for pasta sauce. It's just so good. It's got like a cheesy flavor and it's also loaded with B vitamins. So again, you can get um, nutritional yeast um, at your grocery store. Some may not have it, so you can also order it online. And a trusted brand that I like is Bob's Red Mill. So they have Bob's Red Mill nutritional yeast, which I get through Amazon as well. So there we go. Some protein sources. I'm sure many of you maybe even eat some of these right now. But if you think about it, you don't really need excessive amounts of protein. We are proteinoholics, you guys. Like all the marketing is obsessed about protein. Like I was just driving last week and there was like a big billboard about like a massive protein bar and shake. And you know what? You don't need to go to that processed and ultra processed food for your protein to get 50 grams of protein. And let me tell you guys why. Because 50 grams of protein is enough protein for some women, okay, based on their weight. So how much protein do you guys need? Okay, write this down or jot it, jot it in your, you know, in your phone, whatever. But what you need in terms of protein is one gram per kilogram of your weight, okay? And that's for kind of the general person that is healthy, but they're not an athlete or doing strenuous exercise. So for example, if you're a 140 pound woman, you're about 63 kilos. So you're gonna be taking 63 grams of protein over three meals. And that works out to like, you know, 20, 20-ish grams of protein per meal. And that's not a lot, you guys. Like I have oatmeal in the morning and I sprinkle chia seeds and hemp seeds in there and I get well over 20 grams just in my oatmeal in the morning. So just so you guys know, <laughs> you will not be deficient in protein when you're putting more plants on your plate. As long as, again, as long as you take like the takeaways from my podcast and incorporate those, you should be fine. All right, let's talk a little bit about athletes. Athletes are a little bit different because they are building muscle mass um, and they have higher demands. So for athletes, uh, the current recommendation which is the RDI, recommended daily intake, is 1.8 grams per kilo of weight, okay? So for athletes, you bump it up, you almost double it. But again, if you are just a regular person, you know, you're not training for anything specific, you're not a high-end athlete, um, and you're not weightlifting all the time, then one gram per kilo should suffice. So the other thing... Um, I'd just like to say real quick is when I look at a plate, a little trick I like to use to see if it's well balanced is something that I call a bean, a green, and a grain. So that means when you look at your plate, you want you want to have a bean in there. So that could be like chickpeas, lentils, that could be um, soybeans, that could be tofu, right? Like cubes of tofu work. Then you also want to have a green. And why greens? Oh my gosh. Um, 
Okay, I could probably do an entire podcast episode just on greens, but greens are one of the healthiest things that you could add to your diet. They boost longevity and um, they've been shown to promote um, cardiovascular health. I mean, they're so great. So bean, green, and then grain. And when it comes to grain, we're talking about um, whole food sources, whole grain sources. So not like ultra processed grains. We're not talking about like white flour, you know, baked goods, white bread. No, we're talking about whole grains. So quinoa, brown rice, amaranth, all that good stuff. So it wants to be balanced. All right. So whew, that's where you get your protein from. Okay. Number one question answered. Number two, will you become iron deficient? So the simple quick answer is no. In studies that have looked at patterns of omnivore eating versus people that are plant-based, they have not noticed that the plant-based people become more iron deficient. Now, there's a caveat here, which is the iron in plants is different than the iron from animal products. The iron in plants is called non-heme iron while the iron that comes from animal products is called heme iron. And the major difference is that studies have shown that the plant iron, the non-heme iron, is not as inflammatory. It also leads to less oxidative stress, and it has been linked to decreased chronic disease, like decreased diabetes, decreased heart issues, stroke, all these things. Um, and it's just because the, the, the type of iron is different. Now, when you do um, lean towards plants or if you're like a whole food plant-based person where you're 100% plant-based, you can do a couple things to boost your iron intake. So I'm going to go over these things right now. But before I do, let me just give you some really good sources of plant-based iron. You guys ready? All right. Some of the highest sources are... Um, Beans, so white beans, kidney beans, and lentils. You can get up to eight milligrams of protein per cook cup. We've got spinach, chickpeas, and peas. And then things like tofu, even pumpkin seeds and nutritional yeast have iron. Now you might be thinking, how much iron do I really need? So I'm going to tell you. So the RDI or recommended daily intake of iron for those that are plant-based is 14.4 milligrams a day for men and 32.4 milligrams a day for women. Now, this does seem a little bit high. Um, the reason it's higher than if you were an omnivore is because that non-heme iron is not as bioavailable. But before everyone gets worried, you can boost the bioavailability, okay, of the non-heme iron, and you have to remember that the non-heme iron is the type of iron you want to get. You actually don't want to overload your body with the heme iron. Um, and again, it's because you get less oxidative stress, you get less chronic disease with the non-heme iron. So the non-heme iron is really the one that you want to be going for. So how do you increase or boost the bioavailability of iron in your foods? I'm going to give you a couple ways. One is um, you can pair them with vitamin C rich foods. So let's say you're having the spinach that has the iron in it. You pair it with like a squeeze of lemon juice. Maybe you add some bell peppers, but pairing it with vitamin C or vitamin A rich foods. And 
the vitamin A rich foods are things like sweet potatoes and carrots. Pairing those foods will be synergistic in the sense that it will boost the bioavailability of the iron in those foods. Um, the other thing is you want to avoid things that inhibit iron absorption when you are taking iron, um, iron foods. So what are these things? What the heck am I talking about? So the, the things you want to avoid when you're eating iron-rich foods are things like coffee and tea, which have tannins in them, and also calcium-fortified foods. Um, guys, I don't want you guys to get overwhelmed by this information because I remember when I was learning about this, I was nerding out on the nutrition and I was like, how am I going to pair my foods? This is crazy. The this is just for your information and for you to know that you can boost the bioavailable non-heme iron in plants and there are many plant-based sources of protein but don't don't become crazy crazy bogged down by the details like this information is here to empower you um, the other thing you guys can do which i would recommend is if you are switching uh, making some um, major switches in your dietary uh sort of your dietary intake, track it. And a good way to track it is to use an app called Chronometer. So that's C-R-O-N-O-M-E-T-E-R, -E -E Chronometer. And Chronometer will, you can just input basically what you're eating. And then Chronometer is going to give you a breakdown of the macros, the macronutrients, like how much protein you're getting, um, but also your micronutrients. So for example, you can see if you're hitting your iron RDI. All right, that was a good one. How you guys feeling? All right, let's move on to number three. Numero tres. So what do you eat on a plant-based diet? <laughs> I remember you guys when I went plant-based, I was like clueless. I was like, do I just eat salads all day? Like what am I eating? Potatoes, bread, crackers? Like what am I supposed to be eating? Um, so I just want to tell you guys that the best way to find out what you like is just Googling it and Google substitution. So the, the way I found that's really easy to transition is like, what do you already like making that you can make plant-based? So let's say you really like, um, let's say beef, like a beef stew or beef bolognese. Well, just Google substitution and you'll see that there are ways to substitute the beef. Um, these are examples. You can substitute it with red lentils. So you can make a red lentil curry or a red lentil bolognese. Um, you can also substitute it, substitute it by chopping up mushrooms and walnuts. Oh my gosh, guys, this is so delicious. You do like a mushroom walnut mix and that can substitute for your ground beef. So um, just go ahead, like make a list, Google up all the recipes that you already like and just type in plant-based substitutions or plant-based alternatives and you'll get tons of recipes. Some really good websites that I trust and that are evidence-based are Forks Over Knives. They have a great documentary and a website. Also nutritionfacts.org, nutritionfacts.org, which is Dr. Greger's website. Um, there's just so many guys. Minimalist Baker is another big, um, you know, recipe blogger, and she has so many recipes out there. But just finds one, find ones that you resonate with, and just go with it. So, um, just to give you guys an example of like what I would eat in a day, um, I'd wake up. I have overnight oats that I make, so I soak the oats overnight with soy milk. 
I mix in some hemp seeds um, and some ground flax in there. I usually top it with a handful of nuts like pecans or walnuts and some berries. Um, that's usually my breakfast and before that I might have like a matcha latte with soy milk. And then for lunch, um, lunch is usually simple but like it could be an avocado toast with a you know, a side of brown rice and some steamed veggies. Um, it could be like a Buddha bowl with maybe some raw veggies. Um, sometimes I'll make curries or stews. And if you guys are looking for some of that stuff, there is a red lentil coconut curry on my Instagram. So you can head over there. Um, there's a video showing you guys how to make the recipe. It's really good. So that's my lunch and throughout the day I might snack on usually like um, seaweed, fresh fruit, dates. Oh my gosh, you guys, I love dates um, for sugar cravings. Like dates are the things that I go to and let me think where we're at. Okay, so now we're dinner. So for dinner, um, again, uh, you know, we can make like a Buddha bowl, curries, um, there's just so much you guys just just google it and you'll you'll start to see that you can replace the dishes that you currently love with plant-based versions like you want to make a a burger yeah like there are veggie burgers there's bean burgers um there's the beyond meat burgers which are like a transition meat burger um it's it's all out there so i i recommend you guys do that okay on to question number four what about vitamins? Okay, this is a big question that I get a lot. So this is something that I'd like you guys to solidify in your minds and maybe write it down. So when it comes to vitamins, there are three vitamins that I would recommend everybody, regardless actually of whether you are partially plant-based, fully or not plant-based, to look into, okay? Number one is vitamin B12. Number two is your vitamin D. And number three is your omega-3. Um, if you are wanting to go all in for the plant-based, um, like I did, you want to make sure these are dialed in. So I'd recommend going to a trusted healthcare professional and getting blood work. You can actually get blood work to measure your vitamin B12 and your vitamin D. And there's even a test for omega-3, which is called um, omega-quant which I know is available in the US and in Canada. Um, I'm not gonna talk too much about that test, um, but I want to just focus on the fact that you absolutely can get sort of your baseline values. This is important because in six and 12 months, you'll wanna recheck your blood work to see that you are within range. So when it comes to the vitamin B12, I recommend taking um, a spray, um, there are other options out there, but I like to take a spray for my vitamin B12. I take 500 micrograms um, about every other day. So you want about 2,500 micrograms a week of the vitamin B12. And again, you'd get your blood work check and make sure you're in the right range. For the vitamin D guys, oh my gosh, like so many people are deficient regardless of their diet because the diet is just not a reliable way to get your vitamin D. I mean, um, you know, there are foods that are fortified with vitamin D, like plant milks, etc. but it's just not reliable. And I live in Toronto, so in Canada, like we get no sun and supplementation is key. So again, working with your healthcare provider, 
um, you'd want to make sure that you supplement your vitamin D. Um, some of the recommendations are um, to start a thousand international units of vitamin D a day. Uh, you may have to increase that in the winter months or depending on your blood work. But again, um, these are just general recommendations. So work with your healthcare provider or um, a lifestyle medicine doc like me who can help you to dial that in. Last but not least, omega-3. Okay, so omega-3 is something that, especially if you have taken out fish and are fully plant-based, that you do uh, need to address. So the way that I've done it is I have taken a supplement. So you can take an omega-3 supplement and I prefer the liquid form. You can get your omega-3 from algae. That's where the fish get it. So you do not have to buy fish oil or fish capsules. Plus they, they don't taste very good. Um, so yes, I use a omega-3 algae-based supplement. Um, I think the one that I use is NutraVeg. But basically um, in a teaspoon you get 1,000 milligrams of omega-3. And that is a combination of two types, which is the EPA and the DHA. Now, you can get, of course, you can get your omega-3 from whole food plant-based. And in an ideal world, I think we'd all be getting that. I know some people that do only rely on whole food plant sources, but um, you have to be consistent with it. So if you want to go that route, then like two heaping tablespoons of flaxseed, ground flaxseed, or also called flax meal, will do the job. And that's what I do. So... Um, I do sometimes alternate it with the liquid supplement, um, but basically I eat two tablespoons of ground flax in my oatmeal in the morning, and if I forget to put it in my oatmeal, when I take my vitamins for the day, I will just like take massive heaping spoonfuls and just like take two of those at once as a vitamin. All right, guys, I'm so excited. We are on our last question. So your top five questions answered about going plant-based or going vegan. So the last question is how to make this lifestyle sustainable. This is a big one because as I mentioned at the top end of the podcast, you really, you really don't want to be yo-yoing around. You want to get clear on where you're going in your life, what your purpose is, how you want to show up for your health, and you just want to consistently go towards those goals. And when you hit the goals, you're going to go to the next level. And when you hit that level, you're going to go to the next level. And that's part of habit building. But how to make this lifestyle sustainable. So for me, guys, like let me tell you my story real quick. So when I went plant-based four years ago, after watching the documentary, What the Health?, it just hit me like the knowledge of it was there. The evidence base was there um, and I knew it was the best thing for my health. And so I pretty much switched overnight. But, you know, it wasn't a seamless transition. Like I kept fish on for a little bit of time because, you know, I was told by a healthcare professional that that's what I should do for my omega-3, um, which is obviously not true. I just told you guys that you can get omega-3 from plant sources and from algae-based vitamins. But you know, at the time I didn't know, right? Um, and that's actually part of the motivation why I do this podcast for you guys, because I don't want you guys to have to go through the, the trials and tribulations that I did. I just want to 
condense and curate the knowledge so that you guys have actionable takeaways that you can implement right away. So back to the sustainability question, how to make it sustainable. Okay, so these are my top tips on how to make it sustainable. There's three of them. Number one is knowing your why. Why are you doing this in the first place? Your why is probably the most important thing that's going to drive you towards your goal for the long term. Are you doing it to be fitter? Are you doing it to feel stronger? Are you doing it to fit into a certain dress? Maybe you like the external appearance that it's going to give you. Um, Are you doing it to live a long life because you have a mission that you're on, something that you want to leave this planet with? Are you doing it for your kids? Like, so I heard Peter Atia recently say that one of his motivations was that he wanted to be healthy so he can like lift up his grandchildren over his head when he was 70, right? Like what an incredible, powerful, passionate why. So I want you guys to, after this podcast is done, sit down for five minutes and write down Maybe make a voice memo in your phone or write down like I have a like basically a card that I put in my journal and I whip out and read every time my motivation is running dry. And that is why am I doing this? Why am I wanting to show up as the strongest, as the most confident, as the most kick-ass version of myself? So know your why and use your why to feel you. The other way that you can make it sustainable is just surround yourself with like incredible mentors and people that inspire you, people that are doing what you want to do and living the life that you want to live. So whether it's listening to this podcast, whether it's following people on Instagram, whether it's becoming part of a mastermind or taking a course Whatever it is, just surround yourself with the people that are going to inspire you and give you ideas for your own health journey. That's what I did for myself and it has been just incredible. Like I I can't even tell you guys how many cool people I've come across and connected with um, over the past four years. It's just crazy. And then the last thing is keep educating yourself Guys, you probably all know that the key to growth is self-knowledge. The self-knowledge industry, the education industry is booming. It is booming. There are so many online courses now you can take. There's so many like groups and masterminds you can join. Um, A lot of them are free, you guys. Like check out YouTube, check out Facebook groups. Check out Instagram, follow the people that inspire you and have the knowledge that you need. Because guess what? And this is the last thing I want to leave you guys with. Once you gain that knowledge and you plug it into your why, that will fuel you. At least it did for me. Once I learned why a plant-based diet and plant-based nutrition could help increase my longevity, Like there was no going back. How how can you, you can't unknow it. Once you know it, you can't unknow it. You can deny it and you can decide that maybe that's not for you at the moment. But you can't unknow it. And if you use that knowledge to fuel your why and surround yourself with incredible mentors, holy smokes, like 
the world is your oyster. As I'm saying this, you guys, I'm like lifting myself up and opening my arms in this like crazy stance. Um, I wish you could see me. Maybe I'll maybe I'll add videos at some point to this podcast. But I just want to tell you guys that you are on the right path. We all have our different journeys, our different health and life paths, and you are on the right path. So as I finish up this podcast episode, I want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for being here. Thank you for absorbing this information. Thank you for sharing it. If you want to connect with me, the best way to do it is on my Instagram at drsylvia.md. My website is also drsylviamd.com. Please reach out, you guys. Connect with me. Um, The last thing is if you are really wanting to take a deep dive into nutrition, I have created an online course. It is all evidence-based. It's a self-paced four-week course where I take you through online modules and workbooks. I take you through everything that I've learned in the past four years, working with my patients, becoming a lifestyle med doc. I learn it, uh, all the stuff that I've learned rather, I condense it for you. The four years are condensed into four weeks. So, um, and we do everything. We cover what to eat, even when to eat, how to eat, how to prepare your food. It's all in there for you guys. So um, head over to my website, drsylviamd.com to check it out, or just DM me on Instagram to connect and see if it's a right fit for you. Love you guys so, so much. I can't wait to connect again and have an incredible day. Beautiful souls. When you learn from someone that has an experience and expertise different than you, you can literally collapse time for yourself. And time is our most precious, non-renewable resource. Are you ready to invest in yourself? Let's collapse time together. Introducing Supercharge Your Nutrition. SYN is an online four-week experience where you will learn how to sift past confusing nutrition misinformation with ease. You're gonna learn how to lock in your nutrition goals and feel confident and clarity over the food choices you are making daily to fuel your body and your mind. Online trainings, workbook integration, and an exclusive online community are waiting for you. What do we cover in the course? Dietary intake. We're gonna introduce you to a whole food plant-based lifestyle. We go over macros, which fats you should be eating and how much, mindful eating, intermittent fasting, and more. And as a lifestyle medicine physician, I have the evidence to show you which foods are good for promoting health, which foods contribute to things like cholesterol, hypertension, type 2 diabetes, and cardiovascular disease. So, are you ready to get a rock-solid understanding of plant-based nutrition and how it can propel you towards health? At the end of the journey, you will have created personalized nutrition goals to build your strongest body and mind. You'll know how to leverage support systems, and you're going to be showing up in your life with energy and confidence. How you fuel your body will change how you live your life. Ready to supercharge your nutrition? Head on over to the podcast show notes, and you'll see the link for the Supercharge Your Nutrition course. Or you can just head on over to my website, www.drsylviamd.com, 
and you'll find it under the Courses tab. Can't wait to welcome you in. get notified of the next episode, subscribe on iTunes. If this episode resonated with you, please leave a review. I would love to hear your thoughts. Let's continue to live longer and stronger together. And I will see you on the next episode.